Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? 49. Dear Lord and Father of us all, forgive our foolish ways. Reclothe us in our rightful mind. In pure lives, thy service find. In deeper reverence, praise. Hymn 49. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website. On the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. Our theme for tonight is, Trust in Him whose love enfolds thee. A quote from Mary Baker Eddy. 
And the readings will now be given by Amanda from Missouri. The Bible. Psalms. In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. For thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. Into thine hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord. God of truth. My times are in thy hand. Deliver me from the hand of mine enemies and from them that persecute me. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Wilt not thou deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living? Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Second Kings. Hezekiah, the son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to reign. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that David, his father, did. He removed the high places, and brake the images, and cut down the groves, and brake in pieces the brazen serpent that Moses had made. He trusted in the Lord God of Israel so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor any that were before him. For he clave to the Lord, and departed not from following him, but kept his commandments, which the Lord commanded Moses. Isaiah Now it came to pass in the fourteenth year of King Hezekiah that Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came up against all the defense cities of Judah and took them. And the king of Assyria sent Rabshakeh from Lachish to Jerusalem unto King Hezekiah with a great army. And Rabshakeh said unto them, Say ye now to Hezekiah, Thus saith the great king, the king of Assyria, What confidence is this wherein thou trustest? If thou say to me, We trust in the Lord our God, is it not he whose high places and whose altars Hezekiah hath taken away, and said to Judah and to Jerusalem, Ye shall worship before this altar? Now therefore give pledges, I pray thee, to my master, the king of Assyria. Let not Hezekiah deceive you, for he shall not be able to deliver you. Neither let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord, saying, The Lord will surely deliver us. Hath any of the gods of the nations delivered his land out of the hand of the king of Assyria? Who are they among all the gods of these lands that have delivered their land out of my hand, that the Lord should deliver Jerusalem out of my hand? And it came to pass, when King Hezekiah heard it, 
that he rent his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed unto the Lord, saying, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, that dwellest between the cherubims, thou art the God, even thou alone of all the kingdoms of the earth. Thou hast made heaven and earth. Incline thine ear, O Lord, and hear. Open thine eyes, O Lord, and see. And hear all the words of Sennacherib, which hath sent to reproach the living God. Now therefore, O Lord, our God, save us from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord, even thou only. Therefore, thus saith the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, He shall not come into this city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with shields, nor cast a bank against it. By the way that he came, by the same shall he return, and shall not come into this city, saith the Lord. For I will defend this city, to save it for mine own sake, and for my servant David's sake. Then the angel of the Lord went forth, and smote in the camp of the Assyrians. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For thou hast been a strength to the poor, a strength to the needy in his distress, a refuge from the storm, a shadow from the heat, when the blast of the terrible ones is as a storm against the wall. And he will destroy in this mountain the face of the covering cast over all people and the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death in victory and the Lord God will wipe away tears from off all faces and the rebuke of his people shall he take away from off all the earth. For the Lord hath spoken it. Open ye the gates, that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, Be strong, fear not. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, and from Prose Works, all by Mary Baker Eddy. My soul reaches out to God for your support, consolation, and victory. Trust in him whose love enfolds thee. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. 
out of the depths have I cried unto thee. Divine love is never so near as when all earthly joys seem most afar. In the desolation of human understanding, divine love hears and answers the human call for help, and the voice of truth utters the divine verities of being which delivered mortals out of the depths of ignorance and vice. This is the Father's benediction. It gives lessons to human life, guides the understanding, peoples the mind with spiritual ideas, reconstructs the Judean religion, and reveals God and man as the principle and idea of all good. Trust in God, and he shall direct thy paths. Only he who learns through meekness and love the falsity of supposititious life and intelligence and matter can triumph over their ultimatum, sin, suffering, and death. If there be any monopoly in my teaching, it lies in this utter reliance upon the one God, to whom belong all things. Life is God or spirit, the supersensible eternal. The universe and man are the spiritual phenomena of this one infinite mind. Spiritual phenomena never converge toward aught but infinite deity. Their gradations are spiritual and divine. They cannot collapse or lapse into their opposites, for God is their divine principle. They live because he lives, and they are eternally perfect because he is perfect and governs them in the truth of divine science, whereof God is the Alpha and Omega, the center and circumference. To attempt the calculation of his mighty ways from the evidence before the material senses is fatuous. It is like commencing with the minus sign to learn the principle of positive mathematics. Our reliance upon material things must be transferred to a perception of and dependence on spiritual things. For spirit to be supreme in demonstration, it must be supreme in our affections, and we must be clad with divine power. Purity, self-renunciation, faith, and understanding must reduce all things real to their own mental denomination, mind, which divides, subdivides, increases, diminishes, constitutes, and sustains according to the law of God. Mortal man believes in, but does not understand life in Christ. He believes there is another power or intelligence that rules over a kingdom of its own, that is both good and evil, yea, that is divided against itself, and therefore cannot stand. This belief breaks the first commandment of God. Let man abjure a theory that is in opposition to God. Recognize God as omnipotent, having all power, and placing his trust in this grand truth, and working from no other principle, he can neither be sick nor forever a sinner. When wholly governed by the one perfect mind, 
Man has no sinful thoughts and will have no desire to sin. When tempted to sin, we should know that evil proceedeth not from God, good, but is a false belief of the personal senses. And if we deny the claims of these senses and recognize man as governed by God, spirit, not by material law, the temptation will disappear. On this principle, disease also is treated and healed. We know that man's body as matter has no power to govern itself. And a belief of disease is as much the product of mortal thought as sin is. All suffering is the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of both good and evil, of adherence to the double-minded senses, to some belief, fear, theory, or bad deed based on physical material law, so-called, as opposed to good, all of which is corrected alone by science, divine principle, and its spiritual laws. When the illusion of sickness or sin tempts you, cling steadfastly to God and his idea. Allow nothing but his likeness to abide in your thought. Let neither fear nor doubt overshadow your clear sense and calm trust that the recognition of life harmonious as life eternally is can destroy any painful sense of or belief in that which life is not. Let Christian science, instead of corporeal sense, support your understanding of being, and this understanding will supplant error with truth, replace mortality with immortality, and silence discord with harmony. Faith in divine love supplies the ever-present help and now, and gives the power to act in the living present. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. This I know, for God is for us. Error has no power but to destroy itself. It cannot harm you. It cannot Stop the eternal currents of truth. In parting, I repeat to these dear members of my church, trust in truth and have no other trusts. Today is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Our trust is in the Almighty God, who ruleth in heaven and upon earth. We will now have a moment of silent prayer, and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer.
Please announce the next hymn. Hymn number 115. Holy Father, thou hast taught us we should look, live to thee alone. Year by year thy hand hath brought us on through dangers oft unknown. When we wandered, thou hast found us. When we doubted, sent us light. Still thine arm has been around us all our paths were in thy sight. Hymn number 115.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, November 15th, 2023. Everyone is welcome here. At each of our meetings and services, we read from the King James Version of the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. We have quite an amazing outreach from our church, much of which is from our various websites, and many of those are in other foreign languages. And as a result, people across the globe are finding God's inspiring healing word, are finding our church, and are finding the truth that makes them free. And we're thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our websites. We offer quite an amazing amount of material, and it's all inspiring and healing, and it all comes free of charge, and it also comes with the love of this church. I'd like to point out an article we're now featuring on the home page of our English website. It's entitled, A Right Attitude by Gilbert Carpenter. It's a very helpful article and I highly recommend it. Uh, join us every Sunday. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. We also offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Our Sunday school has a teleconference feature, one dedicated exclusively for the Sunday school, and this enables our students who don't live in the area to attend our Sunday school by telephone. And what this means is that your child as well can attend our Sunday school by telephone, regardless of where you live. Call up the church, we'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and our teachers there would be most happy to welcome your child. A couple more announcements before we go on. Our next Bible study will be on Saturday morning, December 16th, 10 a.m., so mark your calendars and be prepared to join us that Saturday, that's the 16th of December, for a lively Bible study. And as you all know, next week is Thanksgiving Day, and we will be having our Thanksgiving service here. It'll start at 11 a.m. Just think about it. We have a day specifically set aside to formally declare the ever fact that God has indeed blessed us, that our blessings do indeed come from God, and that we should acknowledge him, acknowledge the blessings, and take some time to give thanks to him for them. So join us on Thanksgiving Day and share with us an hour of praise and thanksgiving. That's 11 o'clock Thursday of next week, 
Thanksgiving Day. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Reddy, the sectional entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will allow everyone else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, press the star button twice on your telephone. But remember, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you and any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Jeremy. I am very grateful to be a member of this church and for all I have learned here about Christian science and for how that teaching has directly made it possible for me to live a better life and to learn to be useful to God and my fellow man. Christ Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 10, 8, Quote, freely ye have received, freely give, end quote. That style of teaching and healing has truly been what I have experienced here in Plainfield. Nothing spiritual that I have needed and been ready for has been held back from me. While my childhood education and later employment training felt largely as though I was on my own if I hoped to make any meaningful progress, my practitioner and others here have never withheld that light of understanding from me, and I am so grateful for that. When I first came here, I knew nothing of Christian science, and yet because of this wonderful openness, I was able to quickly see that what this church had to offer was extremely valuable and worthy of daily study. I am so grateful for Christian science, this Plainfield Church, and my practitioner for everything I've gained here. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. I have ever loved the scientific statement of being by Mary Baker Eddy, and I have used it with great success on many occasions for healing over many years. This statement, and indeed all of the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, have proved to me the absolute truth that Christian science is the comforter that is promised in the Holy Bible. Since coming to Plainville Independent, with the holy and pure teaching that we receive here, it has dawned upon me with the fullest, most unstoppable force of the Lord God Almighty himself that Mary Baker Eddy is the revelator to this age 
This is taught so clearly at this church. A recent roundtable phrased it thus, that every word of the scientific statement of being is the word of God. Every single word is the absolute word of God. Well, this really got me thinking. It occurred to me that when we read the Bible, we don't sit around thinking that Christ Jesus was simply a wonderful, talented Bible scholar, a gifted carpenter, an inspiring teacher and loving man. We don't simply think of Christ in human terms as a healer and martyr. But any true Christian knows him when recognising his holy office as the Christ, the Redeemer, the Son of the Living God, the Prince of Peace, the Saviour that was prophesied for thousands of years before his coming. When we know and recognise Christ Jesus as the Son of God, we understand who he is and the power of his teaching and the power of his prayers and instructions that he gave to us. And so with the teaching at this magnificent church, it has so clearly conveyed to me that just so, Mary Baker Eddy was not simply a wonderfully talented Bible scholar, profound author. She was not only the founder of a religion and a science whose holy power brings the Christ healing. She is not simply a kind and good woman, but she is the revelator to this age, the promised second coming of the Christ healing. Mary Baker Eddy's office and rank as revelator to this age and Christian science as the comforter promised by Christ Jesus who said, And I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. With the reinforced teaching at this church and compound understanding and acknowledgement of the holy office of Mary Baker Eddy as the woman in the apocalypse, I have found that I am better able to give proper comprehension to all her teachings and I have found a greatly improved strength in the Christ, a stronger foundation in Christian science than ever before within my own thought. And this has brought many blessings to me over the last few weeks, of which I will need to share in future many testimonies. So I wanted to thank my holy practitioner, all our practitioners and teachers here at Plainfield Independent for bringing this teaching to me. I'm so grateful to this wonderful church for standing for what is right and true in Christian science and for what is right and true in the life and works of Mary Baker Eddy. I am very grateful. Thank you all so much and so much love to you all. And now we have a testimony from Sylvia in Australia. Good evening. I was asked to house and dog sit in a different state. While there, I'd intended to go house hunting with a view to relocating to a warmer climate. I drove around many different areas and suburbs and in the end decided on my favourite and most affordable suburb. I then looked at what sales were available on the internet and was taken with the first house I looked at. When I got there, yes, the house itself was elegant and well built, but not what I had envisaged 
as it did not have a flat garden and was elevated on a very hilly road, so I decided the house was not right. I looked at about 15 other houses, of which I liked four, and decided to put an offer in on one that had a flat garden. I then called a practitioner at Plainfield to ask for support to know whether this is the right home for me. She said to think on Proverbs, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. As well as to read The Power of a Right Idea by Martha Wilcox, I listened to the audio version. The owners did not accept my offer as they had a higher one. I decided to increase my offer and told the practitioner. She reminded me, it is always thy will be done, and I would not want anything else. That night I had a dream telling me the house was not right for me. The next day the agent called saying they received a higher offer. Would I like to reevaluate mine? I said no. Later that day, I had an overwhelming feeling that the very first house that I had originally discarded suddenly felt very beautiful and rock solid. I realized this was a clear message from God and I must be obedient. I put in a first offer which the owners said was too low. I increased the offer while spending the whole day praying. The practitioner said to work with the article Place by Mrs. Eddy and in my house are many mansions. She said God has a right answer, a beautiful place that will meet all my needs, one of peace, and that God will lead my footsteps aright. I had the intuition to increase my offer again. I realized I now really wanted the house. It felt so right. I kept telling myself to get out of the way, not my will, do not outline, only God is in charge. Trust only his will. I read articles from the Liberator and kept listening to one of my favorite duets sung by Plainfield, Psalms 91. My offer was soon accepted. My joy and gratitude are overflowing. I am still amazed I managed to buy this house when properties in the suburb are being snapped up the day they go to market. All this was accomplished within 10 days of my stay. Truly, God is omnipotent, omniscient, and omniactive. How wondrous are thy works. I am so grateful to the Plainfield practitioner who kept knowing all the way that there is a place prepared for me by God, and how she helped me to elevate my thought outside my thinking and into God's knowing. Truly, Christian science is the answer to everything, and I am so grateful to Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy for showing us the way. Thank you. Ella from Canada, go ahead. Good evening. A few number of round tables ago, it was mentioned uh, about uh, human pride. And I'm most grateful for the uncovering of my pride in my success in successfully homeschooling my children through to university. The 1828 Webster's Dictionary states, quote, in origin an unreasonable conceit of one's own superiority in talent, beauty, wealth, accomplishment, etc. 
end of quote. I studied the Bible lesson, prayed, and yet I found I had all this pride. Now, in the time I replaced it, now is the time I replaced it with the impersonal qualities which are of God and not of human selfhood. Immediately, I went through all the public speaking and debating curriculum and gave them away. The grade one to grade eight readers went to one of the rumors who had young children. I am still in the process of going through the whole library of collected curriculums and books with the purpose of seeing them as the impersonal expression of mind, not as evidence of my personal accomplishment. The round tables are such a precious help spiritually pinpointing qualities that need eradicating from from thought and then pinpointing the qualities that need to be replacing them. The next step for me was to see whether there were other areas in which I had entertained a prideful thought. Oh, how shocked I found the pride of family roots. Where did that come from? I believe as a child I was taught family pride that had to go and be replaced with the joy of belonging to the family of mankind. Wow. Do countries have a pride? Is there a collective pride that is taught in all nations? Will impersonalizing all this pride bring peace? Thank you, Plainfield, for exposing the error of pride and replacing it with the impersonation of love. Thank you. Thank you. Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead. Good evening. Thank you for the beautiful service this evening, the inspiring readings, and, of course, the beautiful music. Um, I would like to give my gratitude for a wonderful demonstration of God's ever-present care. Uh, Late Monday evening, I discovered that our water pressure was extremely low, almost non-existent. It was just a tiny little trickle of water coming out of the faucet. I called my husband to come into the kitchen to see, and as he went about checking the faucets and went down into the basement to check um, on the well, he discovered that there was no power coming from the well. He became very upset as we had just had a new pump installed over the summer. He was also very concerned because the temperatures were supposed to drop very low during the night, and without the water, we would also be without heat. The thought immediately came to me to tell him to just be calm, that all would be well. I just felt so sure of this, and and a great sense of peace came over me as I began to silently declare that God is the source of all good the source of all of our supply, that God is the law to every action and activity of all things, and this included our well, and that man cannot be denied any manifestation of good. I again reassured him not to worry and that I felt very confident that all was going to be well. 
in the middle of the night, I woke up feeling quite cold, so I continued to declare the truth about the situation, and I just had a strong sense that all was well. I fell back to sleep, and a short while later, I was awakened by the sound of the heat running, and I could feel the room warming up. I woke my husband up to tell him the wonderful news that the heat was working and that everything was fine, just like I told him. He immediately got up. He checked all the faucets and went through all of his checkpoints, and yes, we had full pressure. The water was flowing beautifully. Now, my husband is not a Christian scientist, so his first reaction was surprise. And he said to me, I just can't believe how that could have happened. And I told him it was no surprise to me that I had been praying and I knew without a doubt that God's ever-present love was right here, meeting our every need. I was so grateful to my loving Father, Mother God for this beautiful and quick demonstration of his ever-present care. But I was also very deeply grateful for the teachings that we receive in this church and for my practitioner's steadfast, prayerful support and all her instructions, all of which enabled me to turn instantly to God and know without a doubt that his infinite source of supply was ever-present and with us always. I am so grateful to Mary Baker Eddy, so grateful for Christian science and for being a member of this church, and I am so grateful to be here this evening. Thank you. Thank you. Jessica from Alabama, go ahead. Yeah, my name is Jessica Glasgow, and uh, I, uh, I truly enjoy science and health and prose works. Uh, I've got prose works in a, uh, a text version of the book. And I got post work, some of it in audio form, like miscellaneous writings and retrospection and introspection. So I've got a few of those in audio form. And um, I look at science and health and post work, and I think to myself, you know, if I was ever stranded on a desert island somewhere, I would want these books. You know, they close these books. They give us comfort and things that we all want, we all long for. Uh, the things that Mary Baker already wrote and over the years, I suppose, is, is uh, nothing new. Even the things that we face today, it's nothing new, even though in well over a century or so since you wrote these wonderful books and uh, articles and things like that. And I uh, I find myself uh, amazed at how plain these books are. Even though they were written over 100 years ago, uh, the English language uh, sounds very modern and uh, very simple to understand. Well, most of it is. And I, I would love to say that we, if we had these knowledges, uh, 
we could all live in peace and there would be no need to worry uh, since we live in this, this world. Um, but I would say that science and health and post-works is uh, exactly enough, uh, at least in the deeper sense of things. And um, I love science and health. But I just wanted to say how much I love science and health. And it, it does. It comforts us and love fulfills every need. Thank you very much. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight on Trusting God. Tonight I want to express my uh, gratitude for all that the Plainfield Christian Science Church and all that's offered here and my practitioner here has done for me. In the hymn 49 tonight it said, We clothe us in our rightful mind, in purer lives thy service find, in deeper reverence praise. And because of, as mentioned earlier by some other, that uh, the honesty and truth and the pure, clear teachings and the uh, willingness and openness to share, so many of us have been blessed so beyond measure. I know that it has saved me spiritually, physically, and emotionally. And then uh, since coming here, or even first uh, calling when I first called uh, before I moved here. But I just am so grateful for all that I am learning and know there's lots more to learn and uh, cannot uh, thank the workers that have been here for so many years willing to share what they learned. And I don't know what I would do with all the out the, all the activities that we have with the round table Bible study, especially the unity watches. I know that was one of the first things I uh, started to participate with along with the classes. And uh, I, I can't imagine life without them. I'm so grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Christina from Mexico, go ahead. Hi, good evening, everybody. I'm so glad to be with you tonight. I want to express my gratitude to God because he takes care of his creation. I have a little dog, a French poodle. She's a female, female that has been with me for many years. Her name is Icy. At the beginning of the year, I took her to the vet because she needed a haircut. When the vet returned Icy to me, the vet told me that my dog had been very stressed during the haircut. She had fainted for a moment, and that indicated that maybe she had a heart trouble. Therefore, I had to get an opinion from a cardiologist for dogs because of the advanced age of my dog. The vet told me that it was very necessary to do so in order to take good care of my pet because I see was in risk of having a heart stroke. At first, I was concerned. I was obviously of God, and I took the suggestion. 
But then I reacted and denied everything. All the lies of impersonal evil speaking. Instead, I started declaring that I see is a little idea of God that is under divine control all the time. She has no age, her heart is perfect, and that she doesn't need tests of any kind to know about her health. God takes good care of his creation, which is spiritual and immortal. And the result is that she's okay now, as she always has been. Every day I can see that Icy is very healthy, harmonious, and when I deny age and aging, she's included in my prayers, because God is all in all. Right, right now, my dog enjoys her life without any big trouble. She needs some extra help for some issues but nothing that affects her quality of life. Animals are so receptive to the truth. I feel very grateful to God for these facts of his reality. I am grateful to the Christ, to Christian Science, and to Mrs. Eddie for her great and holy work. And many thanks to the practitioner for her constant prayer for me, her patients, the church, and the world. Thank you very much for the readings tonight, the music, the organist, this beautiful service, and also for the instructive and powerful roundtables of every Sunday. They complement the weekly lesson so well, among other things. Thank you. Gracias. Thank you. Shardell. Good evening. I would like to express my gratitude for Christian Science, this church, and the faithful support of my practitioner, and how my thinking, praying, and daily living has been transformed. Daily living includes interaction with my children and grandchildren. I am different, and they have responded to the radiation of truth and love. And as I uh, connect with them, this unfolds. Recently, the grandchild, who was unsure about God in his life, now asks for prayer and voices his gratitude. This is such a blessing to me and sharing quietly with them all that I have been learning, and my gratitude is huge. My cup overfloweth. Thank you. Thank you. Craig. Well, thank you, Amanda, for those great readings. Trust the truth. Stick with it. And uh, I thank God for our church and our practitioners and the support of the married members over the years. Because I remember I got married while I was in this church, and, and my wife wasn't a person scientist, didn't know that much about it. But the, our teacher at the time said, truth is like water on a stone, and it will, 
it will wear its way to where it really makes an impact. And then now I'm seeing that now. Um, I, just recently, this would never happen in years past, uh, my wife just lost her eyeglasses. And in the past, she would have been frantic and no commenting her. But I said, you know, God knows what those glasses are. And oh, God loves you. So we're going to know, just expect it and know that he'll show us where they are. Right. We, we soon had to leave town. But oh, she was calm through the whole time. And uh, when we came back, she found the glasses. She had a backup pair anyway, but the, I would never have seen that calmness prior to uh, years past. But God, she, you could tell from the life that we live here, it's the same for everybody. God's the same for everybody, and he loves each one. And if he's doing good for me, he's going to do good for you too, and, and everyone. So it seems just natural for people to basically rise with us and another thing, as we left where we were, she couldn't find her keys, house keys. And again, I told her, God knows where they are. He loves us and he's going to show us. Well, she was calm. And uh, after we didn't find him in their suitcases a day or so, got the idea to call the housekeeper where we're at. Call them. She says, I misplaced my keys. I was at so-and-so. The lady says, yes, we have them. They did this and this and this. And the bright smile comes from God's love just shown from her. And she, they are sending her keys back. Just, uh, just indication of it. as we see the perfect man and, and uh, God's idea. There's only one mind, so of course God knows where everything is and people are blessed by it and get a sense of it too I thank God for this church and to trust the truth and keep trusting the truth and Mary Baker Eddy who thought it I wouldn't <laughs> I never would have gotten this far thank you thank you Florence from Georgia Florence from Georgia go ahead thank you Thank you, Amanda, for the beautiful readings. Over the years, I have found that more confident trust in our Father, Mother, unfailing love is what we all need. Grateful for the reminders through the reading. I have two testimonies, one from Florida, and she says that I'm grateful for this church and for my wonderful practitioner who has been helping me overcome sadness and anxiety, and many other challenges while still in my home, and moving all alone to a new area 500 miles away after losing my husband of many years. I have been praying to make friends in this new area where I basically knew no one. One of the new acquaintances I met over regular early morning coffee get-togethers announced that she was having a 93rd birthday and, and she expressed how much she loves monkeys. So I thought I would buy her a little stuffed one as a gift, but had not found one yet. 
Each day I pray without ceasing and know, as the Bible says, that in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct thy path. One day I had a very strong leading to drive to a faraway restaurant gift shop 25 miles away where I'd never been before. I balked and thought for many reasons why that wasn't a good idea. Many obstacles seemed to surface. So by the time I got on the road for what would have presumably been lunch, it was mid-afternoon when I arrived. In the middle of lunch, someone passed my table quickly, and I thought I recognized the back of her head. When she came back from the ladies' room, I recognized her and her friend at the next table to me as two of my neighbors from 25 miles away. Needless to say, we were all so surprised and happy and took a group picture. Later after lunch, I wandered into the gift shop and found them again, telling them I was looking for a monkey to give to our neighbor. The next day, I got a call from them saying they were at the community yard sale and bought the perfect stuffed monkey for me for $2. I was so grateful for God leading me every step of this uncharted course for a perfect ending. And I finally, as I was able to help plan the little birthday party and give this neighbor her gift, she could not have been more thrilled with the little mama monkey with two babies attached and the tag also attached and intact. God's ways are so far above our own. When God leads, we should never question. All his gifts are indeed perfect. This has led to a more perfect knowing that I'm surrounded through all time and space by omnipresent love. It's so clear to me now that if I make God my first friend and know that his love surrounds me always, I will have all I ever need. I am forever grateful to Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, many thanks to Plainfield Christian Science Independent, and for my loving practitioner. And the second one is from Missouri. It's someone who's been struggling, you know, striving very diligently to overcome any moral sense challenges. Fear being a big part of her challenge. She says, I walked out on my deck this morning as the sun was making its way over the steep hill. The rays were shining through the golden leaves of the oak forest and cast a golden glow through my part of the forest on my back hill. The dry brown tree leaves were for a moment illuminated in this golden light. And it was so inspiring and beautiful. A few leaves spiraled lazily down and I felt such a moment of well-being and peace. But all was well. I pray that this feeling comes upon everyone in this world of ours. The longer we journey here, the more we see that a peaceful and kind thought is what we all are seeking, and that in turn brings us harmony. And to know that this is the peace that our Father sends to us 
and where we really dwell. I am so grateful to Mrs. Eddy's revelation, which teaches us where we all belong. I'm so grateful to be here tonight and to hear all the testimonies and for the hymns as well and the beautiful, beautiful readings. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. Just have a couple things to read tonight. Uh, the first from California. I'm very grateful for the reading of a testimony of a Christian scientist in Rwanda from our meeting, Wednesday meeting last week. And that was during the Civil War in the 1990s. How this man prayed for his family and for the men who invaded his home, bent on doing evil, illustrated the power of God's love to heal and save in every situation. I was in tears by the end of the reading. Not only was this man and his family saved from harm, but the men who meant, meant to do them harm were stopped and stayed to talk about what they had been doing. It was so good to hear this beautiful story of how Christian science can be demonstrated in the most distressing of times. This testimony is so timely, what with the situations going on in the world. It showed me how I can work for these world situations and send God's love out to the world. I am very grateful for Christian Science and for the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. And then Virginia. Dear fellow members, encloses my monthly contribution sent with much gratitude for the continuing education, instruction, and support that this independent church provides through the information on the website, the Bible studies, the Sunday roundtable discussions, and all the video recordings sent out to the whole world via YouTube, etc. The prayer which Mrs. Roberts read to start the October 29th roundtable from Mary Baker Eddy's Miscellany, page 245, is a wonderful description of all these venues. And the quote is, Let the voice of truth and love be heard above the dire din of mortal nothingness, and the majestic march of Christian science go on ad infinitum, praising God, doing the works of primitive Christianity, and enlightening the world. End quote and with love and gratitude. Thank you so much for those beautiful readings on trusting in God, our Father, Mother, God. So beautiful and so important for today. Um, and I loved what Mrs. Eddy's says, trust in truth and have no other trust. And in today's world, when there seems to be many false prophets and AI, <laughs> things maybe you're not sure if it's true or not, then it's very good to, ha to, ha to know, to trust in truth. Does this measure up to the truth as I know in the Bible and, and science and health or not? Very good indicator. So thank you for those beautiful readings, the beautiful testimonies tonight, and the beautiful music and hymns. Thank you all. It's wonderful to be with you here. Good night. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number seven. I'm going to read the third verse. 
I know thy presence every passing hour. I know thy peace, for thou alone art power. O love divine, abiding constantly, I need not plead, thou dost abide with me. Hymn number seven. <laughs> 